Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome back to All Things Urticaria, your UCARE podcast. My name is Marcus, Marcus Maurer, and today I have with me, and I'm very happy about this, Yoshi Okayama from Tokyo. Hello, Yoshi. Hello, Marcus. Thank you very much for inviting oh, this broadcast. I've been happy, my... happy with you here. <laughs> it <laughs> is my absolute pleasure to have you today. Um, Yoshi, why don't we start by explaining to our listeners a little bit um, about what you do, what your interests are in urticaria and in research. Okay. Uh, my name is Yoshio Kayama, uh, RG Center, Nihon University, Tokyo. I'm very interested in the mass cell biology, especially involving the CSU and allergic asthma. Especially, I learned the technique of mass cell culture in actual human in the Martin Church lab and the Medcalf lab and the research center uh, in Tokyo. Uh, actually, I'm doing a master research more than 30 years, long, long time. <laughs> I especially now interested in the pathogenesis master, role of master in the, in the pathogenesis CSU. Recently, I reported a several paper. So I want to talk about the results with Marcus, and I have many questions as well. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. I have many questions to you, but I want to start out by saying that, yes, your research is so important and has really helped to better understand mast cells and their role in urticaria. I think at this point, Yoshi, we can say that mast cells are the key drivers of urticaria, chronic spontaneous urticaria. But one of the questions that is still, um, yeah, uh, to be conclusively answered is how do mast cells get activated? What makes them degranulate in patients with chronic urticaria? What's your favorite idea on this? My favorite idea is uh, autoimmune disease, very good. especially type 1. Definitely type 1 is very important. And I mean the old IG out antibodies. Mm. is quite important and also you mentioned and the type 2b also important but in my studies in my studies uh, actually in japanese population this study done the japanese population uh, i i was say says uh, concentration and ige antibodies in cs patients is significantly higher mm. compared to the uh, normal control subjects. Also, mm. I checked the ability of this antibody FCYR1 cross-linking. I found the, the ability of FCYR1 cross-linking by CSU patients is significantly higher than uh, a normal control subjects. Mm. But uh, uh, interestingly, and um, no correlation between the concentration 
and IgE ont out antibody to the, the ability of FCA01 cross-linking by an IgE antibody CSA patient, suggesting that only a small fraction of total old antibodies are responsible for driving the disease per yeah. se. Yeah. Importantly, around only 10 to 50% of CS patients show the higher ability of cross-linking FCA01 by anti-IgE old antibodies. What I to say is majority of old antibodies against FCY1R1-alpha and IgE would not directly activate mouse and basophil. I, I agree with you. I think it is very important to not only look whether or not patients have the autoantibodies, but also to test these autoantibodies for their function. And you know, we talk a lot about IgE-mediated autoimmunity, IgG-mediated autoimmunity, but one of the hottest topics right now when it comes to mast cell activation in chronic spontaneous urticaria is that very special receptor, mass-related G-protein coupled receptor X2, or X2 as we call it for short. And I know that you've worked on this what do you think is the role of this receptor in chronic spontaneous urticaria or chronic inducible urticaria? Yes, I think that X2 receptor partially contribute to the mastodenesis CSU. Of course, we have to wait the result clinical study of X2 inhibitors in CSU patients. Um, I have a couple of reasons why I said the contribution of X receptor to CSU is partially. The firstly, actually I've previously reported the number of X-poised muscles and percentage of the X-poised muscles significantly higher in skin tissues from patients with severe CSV than in those from normal control subjects. And, and, uh, your group and uh, Chinese and Indian groups independently reported that substance P is markedly increasing the cell from CSU and correlated the disease activity. In our study using Japanese CSP, CSU patient, we found the serum level SP of severe CSU had a tendency higher than the normal control subject. This is one reason. So secondary, and the John Hopkins University group has recently reported muscle activation via MRGPRB2, when this is mouse MRGPX hormone, evokes a non-histaminergic itch. I mean, the tryptase induced itch in mice, uh, independently of the IgE FCYR1 histamine axis. Yeah. This explains the ineffectiveness of H1 antihistamine blockers in severe CSU. Uh, do you agree with that? I, I agree in part, Yoshi. I think that um, we have enough mast cells in the skin and enough X2 on these skin mast cells to allow for X2 mediated activation. So the increase in mast cells and X2 expression may be an indicator, but it is not needed, I think, for patients to develop chronic spontaneous urticaria. I, 
I think that we need to focus on the presence of ligands, signals that activate mast cells via X2, like substance P or cordostatin or others that are linked to disease activity in chronic spontaneous urticaria. Yes, I agree with, totally agree with you. Also, your group reported is, uh, um, actually, is cortistatin is very important in some skin disease, especially chronic, uh, I just remember, uh, the right one, yeah. So recently, X-receptors reported linked to the various skin diseases such as atopic atopic dermatitis, allergic yeah. contact dermatitis, rosacea, chronic prurigo, that is a you recently, and yeah. mastitis. So our paper uh, report uh, shows a higher expression of mast cell MRGPX2 or increase the level some ligand. But this is a just a circumstance circumstantial evidence, but the yeah. ligand is all di different, depends on the, the diseases. For example, the staphylococcus RS delta toxin in atopic dermatitis, PMMP2, PMMP2, 12 in allergic contact dermatitis. Also, you mentioned cortisatin. Cortisatin is very important contact for and uh, so on. So, for example, house does no, no, house does not. How host defense peptide LL37 is important, is Rosacea. So, so, but uh, we don't have any direct evidence the link to the this receptor to the diseases. Do you agree that? Uh, I agree with you, and this is why I'm so so interested in seeing the first results of the use of X2 antagonists. I think they hold a huge promise in urticaria, but also other mast cell driven skin diseases and will help us to understand um, a lot these diseases. And I think, you know, this very intriguing link of mast cell driven diseases and stress uh, and the role of neuropeptides, neurogenic information. This is very, very prominent. No, it's obvious when you talk to our patients with chronic spontaneous urticaria that there's bi-directional crosstalk of mast cells and sensory nerves. The disease stresses yes. patients and the stress makes the disease worse. And I think this um, could really be unraveled by the use of X2 antagonists. Yes, sure. I agree with you. I am looking forward to the coming the new uh, MRGPX inhibitors or antagonists, and it that that is give us a good result. I hope give us a good result. And uh, let's see. I, let's see. <laughs> Yoshi, uh, I know that as a global community of mast cell fans and urticariologists, we need to step up the research on mast cell activating mechanisms, you know, autoimmune mechanisms, X2, but there are very many receptors on skin mast cells that, when engaged, 
lead to the activation and degranulation of these cells. So if you look at this, um, what do we have? Maybe 50, 60, 70 different receptors. Which are the ones that are most interesting to you or unexplored where future research should focus on? Yeah, um, FCY1 receptor is most important, yeah. definitely important. And yeah. secondary, uh, I hope X, X receptor is important as well. And uh, thirdly, uh, the complement receptor, as you, everyone knows that. And, uh, and some people, PAF receptor is important, but uh, I examine the receptor. PAF receptor in the skin muscle, but PAF receptor not expressed on the PAF yeah. in the skin muscle, just expressed on the lung muscle. Yeah. And uh, also many ion receptors. And uh, um, so far, I con um, I'm very interested in, uh, and uh, this is not reported yet, but I'm interested in this, uh, uh, repeat media, repeat, repeat mediators, very okay. important, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. I just now um, <laughs> investigating, so I want Perfect. to see the result in uh, some day in the conference. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to each and every paper that you're working on. Your research is so interesting and so helpful to understand mast cells and mast cell driven diseases. Yashi, I hope that uh, we can discuss more very soon, maybe at the Global Uticaria Conference, um, uh, Global Uticaria Forum here in Berlin, December 7, 8. I'm certainly looking forward to having you and many others here in Berlin for this important conference. I'm looking at the time and it is unbelievable. Uh, uh, we are already at the end of this episode, but I'm not going to let you go without the uh, million dollar question. Um, let's say I found one million. Ah, let's make it five million dollars and I will give them to you, but you have to use it on research in mast cells, mast cell driven diseases and chronic urticaria. How would you spend these five million dollars? Okay, now we established ID-dependent airway allergic inflammation model in vivo using humanized human IL-3, GMCS, IL-5, transgenic nog mice, NOG mice. The mice have large number of human muscle, eosinophils, and vasophils, and a relative number of innate lymphoids, cell type 2, T cells, natural killer cells, and B cells. We confirmed that skin muscle express X2 recept receptors in these mice. Next, we, we establish some chronic, chronic spontaneous urticaria mice model using this humanized mice. Okay. And many, many things have to do that before establishment. Uh, I just in thinking about uh, uh, human keratinocyte. Transpo uh, transplantation after determine after determining the optimal condition of skin injury, we examine the engraftment of cultured human basal cells in NOG this mice. Mm -hmm. 
to reproduction mice. So I want to establish is a CSU, CSU uh, model mice using human master. This I want to spend that million dollars. <laughs> Fascinating, Yashi. Fascinating and well invested. You know, we still don't have good models for chronic spontaneous urticaria, and I think your approach is very promising and deserves full support. Thank you so much, Yoshi, for your research you. and for being here with me today. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. Super. <laughs> Everyone out there, this was Yoshi Okayama from Tokyo, the UK in Tokyo. He is an eminent mast cell researcher and his work has helped and will help us understand chronic urticaria better. So wish him the best of luck and look forward to more insights coming from his research. This is all the time we have for today and the end of our episode of All Things Urticaria, but it doesn't have to be the last one. There are more episodes to come. And if you have suggestions for topics, or friends and colleagues to invite to this podcast, please do let me know. Let's say goodbye to Yoshi. Bye-bye, Yoshi. Sayonara. Thank you. Sayonara. And I say goodbye to all of you until we hear each other again. So tune in for your next episode of All Things Urticaria. And until then, stay well, be healthy. Bye-bye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.